Morning, everybody. Good morning. How are you, moaners? Fellow moaners, how's a life with you? I'm so happy it's the morning that my nipples are going to burst. Oh, God. I've got coffee in a goddess cup, which is highly unusual. Why? Because what's this cup for? Mindfulness and calmness. Exactly, and I've and got caffeine into it. Well, why don't you do a decaf? That would make sense. Decaf's pointless. <laughs> Decaf's is for Sometimes wimps. I like it when I want that like sweet coffee feeling, but I don't want the caffeine. Like, I, like if I'm out to dinner after dinner and I want coffee, I have a decaf. Decaf is like an empty promise. It's like a hollow experience. It's like it's like a really unsatisfactory. Is it like wearing a condom without doing anything <laughs> on it with it in it? At it. What's yeah. that? What's that series I was watching yesterday with Kiki? What's it called? Love Island USA. No, no, no. The with the with the guys and the radio, the pirate radio. It's massive. Oh, the it's comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's very good. Netflix comedy. Yeah, what they, is did, the they Netflix, did a movie of it. It's very good. They did a Netflix um, movie of it. It's a series, oh, and they have pirate radio, and they're these like rubbish rap artists. Though I kept saying, "Oh God, I quite like their rap." <laughs> Good morning, James Flanagan. How are you, my, my friend? Anyway, there was a great line in it yesterday. Kiki and I both wrote it down, but then I asked it. And Emily, it's your birthday. It. And he said, I've worked out what hormones are. Yeah. They're like, they're balls of rage. Balls of rage. <laughs> but have you had ragey balls? <gasps> no. No, I haven't. That's, that's not something I want to talk about. No, no. What was the thing we were talking about? Some, oh, my God. Oh, my God. We um we hooked into and watched the first of I keep wanting to call it mum. It's such a bad your title. Your mum, your your I'm sorry, mom, I don't like the title. Hang on, your mum, my dad. So we Love wanted to watch elders. both episodes yesterday, but we couldn't because our kids want to watch the second Has episode. Seen Straight off the bat, I love it. I absolutely love it. I am I mean, Davina is so lovely, but my my jealousy was beyond anything I could cope with yesterday. I would love to do that show because you're talking to the kids and the parents. I, of I, course, yeah. she's gorgeous and she's fabulous, and I would never even consider for something like that. But oh, oh my God, I, I did have bad envy yesterday. Did you? Sorry, Davina. Um, she did it beautifully, and the I, show is just great. I love the it's I love great. the balance of I love the fact that they kept the kids. I love the fact that they they are going to clearly allow the kids to have some kind of control. I th- what I liked about it, which I don't think I've ever seen, because I was expecting it to be a little bit like Love Island, sort of like smash them. Up. I'm sure it's going to get more tense, oh God, and it's going to get is. more difficult, and people are going to start to play games and all that kind of stuff. But I liked anything that makes different generations review or look at older or younger generations and- in a more caring or Sort of, you know, sort of I and, know, and what honest was so beautiful. What I loved about it yesterday is that everyone could talk. They were having yeah. conversation. It wasn't all just. Uh, uh, uh. I love the fact that all the kids were driving their parents. All the kids. <laughs> I loved all the children. I loved the relationships that we saw just in that short drive. Obviously, we don't know that much because we only watched episode one. So for me, headline is what I loved about it was there was heart and warmth and family. Involved in it, we're going to do a re- we're going to do a review of the Loved first couple. Of, we're going to do a chat about the first couple of episodes, maybe later. And we've also watched episodes three and four. A number of you were asking about the woman in the wall. We've watched them, and a review will be landing, and we'll be back on a live review on um, on Sunday, episode five. So, um, look, Natasha Milchin says in respect to that, my daughter is nagging me to get on Tinder. Why don't we all watch episode three tonight? 
And then do a do a, a chat about no, it's episode two last night, episode three tonight. We couldn't watch episode two, so we'd have to watch episode two with Kiki. Oh, I see. There's an episode tonight. There's one every that. night. Yeah, yeah, ah. yeah. So why don't we watch episode three tonight, and then, and then we could do all a live. we could all hook up. So if you if you've got some time today, go go to BBC iPlayer, no ITV iPlayer, ITVX, and watch episode one and two, and catch up with us, and we could do what do a live chat, do a live chat afterwards. Yeah, because I think it's I think it's a really I think it I think I was really pleasantly surprised by how. A, how nicely made it was. B, how thoughtful some of the kind of what I call pinch points were in terms of, you know, where they're kind of, what they're going to get people it's to do. It's a nicely do, made programme. That's what I just said. Where they're constructed, how they construct the reality, how they construct the relationships. I really, really thought it was quite classy. And plus also, I've never seen Wisteria like it. Bloody the production up. values were great. The editing mm, was lovely. Really nice. The Music lighting was, was great. The music and it was, you know, what I like. It was very much, Sorry, you know, you know, when they say, you know, that there's so few programs that you can watch now as a family. Mm. That is that that bam, bam, bam. It hits mm. all the points that you want. eight to eighty two is what commissioners are after. That's their idea. That's why the one show is reasonably successful. But you can just end up with something really bloody bland with that. Well, and it's I the mean, fact that yeah, it's the fact that sixteen year old last night said, "Don't watch the next one without me." That's a good sign. That is a that is a that is a an, an achievement. So no, so we're going to talk about that. Um, yeah, there was something else I was going to say. Uh, Emily Page, it's your birthday. Happy birthday! We'll sing you happy birthday at the end. Um, yeah, why were we talking about nipples? Oh, we weren't. Sorry, I thought we were. Um, we were, were we? Did I mention nipples? Did we talk no, about nipples? Balls, we, but not nipples. Balls. We talked about balls. Oh, condoms. Oh, that's what I wanted to say. Mm. Did anyone, any other men here, when I was younger, I, someone must have really wound me up. Someone led me to believe that you had to put a condom on at the beginning of a night. Oh, no. And You're joking. And wait. <laughs> I didn't do it, but I thought, because it would just come, I, I, that, I thought you put it on at the beginning of an evening. But can you put a condom on a flaccid penis? Or would you have had to have kept an erect penis all day? And can that be done? That detail hadn't been discussed. So yes, well, you that's the first thing I Yeah, you would have tried to have got it on a flaccid penis. Would have been odd. So I thought you dressed for the evening. Oh, someone someone said that to me. Well, and on that, we're going to be talking about the pressure of having sex on aeroplanes as well. A bit later, yeah. sex on planes. What goes up must come down. Yeah, <laughs> turbulence. That's so funny. You thought you had to put it on it. Yeah. Well, no. Uh, yeah. It was. And then I, I think I realised quite quickly you can't do anything. There's a bloody squirrel. Really, look at it digging a hole. Oh, my God, he's in your he's, pot. He's, he's in the pot getting my nuts out. Hmm. Anyway, there we go. You're a wild man, Mark. <laughs> Could you imagine going out? It would have been so uncomfortable. Any men here would know how deeply uncomfortable that would have been for the entire evening. Karen, too many questions at once, Mark. <laughs> hmm? They don't know which ones you want. Oh, have, you ever done it? have you ever <laughs> No, sorry, sorry. Uh, Siobhan Jordan, oh, my God, did you really believe it, Mark? Uh Yes. Yeah, because if you don't know, yeah, I think I did. you know, like we all used to think blowjobs, you had to blow. Blowjobs, you have to blow. You don't have to speak quietly, babe. Oh, Paddy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, I thought you did blow. No, but why is it called? No, but the first time I, well, I'm not going to talk about that, but I was under the mistake, under the illusion. You were under something else. Under something else. <laughs> that you had to blow on the bloody thing. Okay. Um, let's move on to, the, we have a couple of serious, well, we have a serious story today, which is which is uh, all about young girls' happiness. 
Um, we are going to be talking about uh, a woman who was sick to death of a dating app, so she took different measures. It's one for you, Zoe. <laughs> we're also going to talk about uh, the Mile High Club. We were going to do this yesterday before our tech wipeout. Um, so we're going to be talking about the Mile High Club and just yeah, the imp- and do you know what a champagne handshake is? No. Or do you know what a champagne hand bath is? You, Starting to sound disgusting. Okay, I'm going to tell you. It's oh a, God, do we have to? What is you, anybody eating? Any, anyone? Ask people first okay, if they're eating. Cover your what ears. is this going cover to be? Cover your ears, Zoe Agnew. What? Well cover your ears. Uh, does it, first of all, does anyone know what the hell he's about to say? A champagne. Hand oh no, bath. I don't like the sound of this. They say it in in Love Island. So I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a blow by blow account, Joni. For anyone who's of a nervous disposition, you may want to just sort of, I don't know, mute it or kind of put, put your fingers in your ears. Don't put anything else in your ears, though. And don't put a condom on your flaccid penis. No, because so it won't stay on and then you'll be in trouble. Yeah. So this is a hand job that at the point of ejaculation... Oh, Mark! Hang on, hang on. You said ejaculation! I know, I know. The finger, the thumb is oh. placed over the tip. Oh, perli... Right. So hang you on. Need, no, hang what on. would be there clever is... now is if you didn't say anything else. No. That would be clever well, because everybody knows. That would be clever. That would be cool because you don't, you're not going to the next stage. No, but there's a detail that is, is something that women need to know. Why? So do, hang on a minute. Why do women need to know? It's your penises. Why do we need to know? This is what someone we else need? doing the champagne hand job. Uh, hand, the champagne, what's it called? Handshake. No, so... Someone. So with the finger on the tip, oh God. it sprays, obviously. But, Apple crumble, thank you. But it doesn't come out. And apparently it's agony. Apparently it's agony. It's absolutely disgusting. Anyway, this the reason... Is this a thing, guys? Is this an actual Fork, thing? Claire Fork, Claire LC. You've been with us a long time, Claire anybody, LC. <laughs> anybody that might be new, we have a safe word, you which step. is trampled all over, actually. I thought it was going to be trampoline. Apple crumble and fork when Mark goes too far. Fork. Catherine says, happy hump day, Mark. Happy, happy, is it happy hump day? Um, no, th- there is a reason I'm mentioning this because air hostesses say that things like the champagne hand bath are one of their occupational hazards when it comes to the Mile High Club. It's less about oh, people actually having things. sex. That's di- oh, okay. And we also, had a bloody warning before that. And we're also going to talk briefly about um, somebody said it's agonizing, absolutely oh, agonizing. No, what? You know, oh, why is it agonising? Well, I suppose you're stopping, you're stopping nature's, a force of nature. You're stopping an ejaculation. Next. Mark, right. If you say that one more time, what, I'm going to leave. I mean it. Okay. No. Okay, so let's talk about, let's talk about, uh, and also, as I said, we're going to talk about Joe Biden. He's bait, who wants that to spray? <laughs> exactly. Um, and well, I have an end finally, but I don't know if it's the kind of end finally that Nads. I love my not understanding. Have you got an end finally today? I didn't know we were doing StreamYard. It doesn't have to be StreamYard. It's just a heartwarming end finally. I will have them one then. I have loads of heartwarming stories. Okay. All right. Let's talk about this. This is a serious report from the Girl Guiding, uh, from the Girl Guides, is it? Yeah, the Girl Guides. Uh, a report suggesting that young girls um, are the most miserable that they've ever been. Um, Dipped to their lowest in yeah. 15 years. And this is around fears of sexual harassment and unrealistic beauty expectations coming right to the top of the list, which we on here have had an ongoing conversation about, haven't we, about that. Um, 
Less than a fifth. So, so 2,600 girls or thereabouts took part in the survey. Less than a fifth described themselves as very happy, with 89% saying they felt generally worried or anxious. Can I just say something? You've described yourself as very happy as a teenager. I'm pleased you asked that because the the one thing I'll. The nature of being a teenager. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think think it's a really, really pointless question, happiness questions, like to that extent, because we also can't sell our kids a pup that that life is about just being happy. I, I say on a regular basis to our children, Happiness is about moments. It's not about all day or week or month or year. It's about moments. And yes, you know, when people say, I just want my child to be happy, we have to say, I want my child to have many happy moments because there can almost be a pressure to be happy. And I think when you're when you're that sort of age and there's so many questions going on in you and so many thousands of thoughts and, and insecurities and fears to also put onto them that you have to be happy and you have to be this amount happy mm. can actually be another pressure. Mm. You know, it's like, a, you know, yesterday I was having a conversation with one of our daughters and I was saying, you know, yes, this will be nerve wracking. Yes, this is scary. Yes, this moment is but it, it will move on and you'll move into another feeling and another moment and then mm. good ones and bad ones. And so I don't like that question and I don't like that just as a whole suggestion, but I totally recognise that since the pandemic, That's a horrible it was bad before the pandemic, but since the pandemic, too many young women that I talk to or women that have daughters are saying it has become untenable what the amount of sexual harassment right yeah well some statistics out of this are yeah shockingly the number of 13 to 21 year olds who've received sexist comments has doubled since 2018 more than two-thirds of 11 to 16 year old girls said boys at their school made (coughs) toxic comments about girls while 44 percent said boys have made comments that made them feel scared for their actual safety yeah, so that's like taking photographs of their up their skirts, which we talk about, we talked about last week. That is like airdropping pornography when you're in a class. That is rubbing up against you on the bus on the tube. That is screaming at you while you're just standing on the bus stop, trying to standing at the bus stop, trying to get to school, trying to get to college, and a van full of men will scream at something, and on and on and on and on and on, and it matters it impacts it leaves you feeling somehow unsafe and questioning however much we say it is not your fault it's their fault you question yourself every time something happens to you you question yourself and you know this stuff happens to men as well this does happen to I know, men. No, Not I, in I was the just same about numbers. to say a number of people here are asking about boys look, look and boys we, and boys and I think we talk a lot more than maybe a lot of other people do about the fact that boys get missed out in a lot of this stuff i.e often marginalized or targeted as the cause of the problem we're very much fans of the idea that you have to engage with and discuss oh, I with think boys, and, and I think young, boys have I to think, solve it too I think young boys are completely um, in a terrible state with what is being pushed on them. What for me, it, it's a kind of it mm. is a kind it is a sexual assault it in is. a way when they're forced to watch pornography by their peer groups mm. before they're ready. I've spoken before about this years ago when um, some a family member of ours said, you know, he went to this um, sleepover and these boys were playing this porn and it, he said it has affected him for the rest of his life what he saw, 
you know, it's affect everything. So I think that they are vulnerable in a different way, but they are vulnerable. I mean, um, one of the things that I think really creeps into this whole thing. About, I mean, this is a report uh, the, by the, the Girl the, Guides. This, this, that's why it's going to be about girls. Thing, yeah. Something that really creeps into this that's really important. I mean, I think there was that drama we saw that kind of, I don't, do you remember the drama mm, set in really the school good, where the boy, yeah. yeah. I think one of the problems for, 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 hang on, one of the problems for men and boys is that we can view toxic masculinity in young enough boys as a consequence of their upbringing and something they're not responsible for. We can have compassion and we can have understanding and we can explain and we can potentially think about, well, this is why this is happening. This is awful. This toxic masculinity is coming from something. And I want to read the Steph Whelan mm, thing at the end I was of this. Just um, but there necessarily comes a point as a father of, say, of daughters where I can do all the understanding in the world but when that impinges and encroaches upon the safety, welfare and happiness of my children, I don't give a toss how old they are. And I don't want to know any of the finer details about the individual case because I just want to get them away from my child mm. as, as soon as possible. And also, I think the problem is, is societally and culturally, we can't have this system where boys on a conveyor belt up until the age of, let's say, 14, up on a, on a conveyor belt up until the age of 14, holding these values are themselves victims. And then literally at the point of 14 happens, they're all responsible, they're all culpable, and they're all damnable and dismissible. Mm. I, what I'm trying to say is I understand why that happens as a father to daughters, because I do that, and I'm in that position. You do and sympathy I and empathy. Yeah, and yeah. I worry, how do we get to those boys, which we, is why yeah. Potato Face is so popular, those boys that tip past a point <clears> where they're not young enough to be able to be you know, sort of looked after or taught or educated, but they're too old and 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 they're kind of caught within the trap of toxic masculinity. Steph Whelan says, Yeah, yeah, I like it. Um, doesn't surprise me. As a secondary school teacher, the misogyny our young boys have now is scary, and senior team do nothing when we flag it up. I feel so sorry for young girls today. And, and do you know what? I feel sorry for teachers. Yeah, totally. For teachers that are aware of it and are aware of Andrew Potato Head and and the, and how how that toxic thinking has leaked in mm, mm. to our boys um minds and souls and when you're not being given as teachers you know clear guidance on how you can deal with that that must be so mm. frustrating for you mm. by the way what a lovely little baby i love seeing people's faces up there yeah yeah yeah. i love it i'm oh, sorry i know some of you don't like it but i do so we're gonna keep doing it faith goodman boys have a lot of pressure on them too it's not all girls are innocent angels no you're absolutely right Francesca Bastos, I'm part of a feminist group that about harassment and femicide. And we've also been noticing the rise in numbers also uh, means that girls are more empowered to admit and open up and say mm. me too. Mm. Um, Amy May, There's good on news, bus from a college, a 50-year-old man asked me on a date. I said, no, he got off of my stop to follow me home, but he told me where he was going. So I stood still and told him directions away from my house. Bloody this is, but this is This is regularly, isn't it, Amy? This is like all the time. Look at like wow. every day, young women, well, and older women are facing these kind of micro, I, mm. I, I don't like all these new words like microaggressions and all this, but there is actually something in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a microaggression yeah. that feels incredibly aggressive mm. and terrifying mm. when you're standing with the guy. We've had that with our girls, you know, oh, shall I walk you home? It's like, it's like they say, what, are they fucking serious mm. that mm. they think I'm going to say yes? And look, it is all the older ones. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Look at Catherine Cronin. Look at this. Oh, I don't remember this. It's always been in the culture. Splash was a huge movie, and John Candy's character is a gross upskirter in it. Is he? 
Is that just shows you just the normalization? I mean, when I first joined EastEnders and I'd gone from being a theatre actress touring around in a bus, oh my God, sorry, that reminded me of my nightmare last night. It was a nightmare that went on and on and on and on that I was on stage and I and I'd forgotten my lines and 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 usually when you forget your lines on a show, um, somebody will pick it up. It's amazing, actually, amazing, and then it improvised. But my brain had completely, it was no, totally no. blank. Oh, it, was, it just went on forever. But anyway, sorry, I had to go. But um, yeah, when I first joined EastEnders and I was I was so naive because I'd only been a theatre actress, I'd done a couple of bits of television where, you know, where you looked after in a different way. And I think the first big event I went to was Barbara Windsor's, a big party for Barbara Windsor. And I wore this sort of, <clears throat> I think it was kind of, this sort of that sort of length properly. I've never been. I've never worn really short skirts. Um, it's, it's, I suppose because if you're wearing a much short skirt, you're going to be a little bit like, oh god, I must be. So I just get out of this car at this big event. There's paps everywhere, and there was all these photos done up my skirt, well, I, and I was so shocked. Well, the yeah, they, do it cars, yeah, they don't. They're not allowed to do that anymore. But also, I remember at school when you'd be running around and boys would just get your whole skirt and lift it up over your head like that and you'd be screaming and running. Um, and it was so embarrassing. But imagine that happening now and then there's a photograph and then the photograph gets passed around to everybody. So it is worse. It's much worse. The thought of like how much I used to hate it when boys did that. The thought that there would then be a photograph that would be passed around to everyone till the end of time. I was just thinking about that. Oh. I remember. I mean, I, I used to be a friend of mine. A friend of mine's brother was a was one of the most prolific snappers for one of the one of the uh, tabloids. Um, and I, when I think about it, do you remember there was a vogue for getting photographs of women as they came up, got yeah. out of cars with their legs crossing and uncrossing to see, literally, the photographs would be put in the papers, quite literally, wearing no knickers. When they would but it was a... made illegal. But now it's worse than ever because everybody can be a pap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could yeah. be in school being papped up your skirt. Jesus. So. I ain't, ain't, ain't going to feel nostalgic about splash anymore. Um, no. Anyway, but look for for parents of boys. Let's not talk all brush, boys with all brushes with the same boys. <laughs> Carol, hi Carol. A lot to do with upbringing. Totally well, agree. We never do all to do, to do with, with the upbringing. Same Carol, two sons, <clears throat> four grandsons who are fab and feeling protective. Now, of course, you are, sweetie. And, no, um, listen, listen, listen. Absolutely, we would hate for you to even think for one second we we are. No, Carol, we are been not. With us for years, you know we that. constantly say, "Poor boys, poor boys, poor boys." They're yeah. being. And there are so many lovely boys that like, I mean, you know, our kids' friends and, you know, they just come in one after another and they're just so lovely. Mm. And I feel really sorry for the boys that aren't given guidance because they Mm. behave bad because I tell you what, underneath they are lovely. Mm. They are lovely. It's just, are they being given enough of a chance? Exactly, exactly. So there you go. Um, But yeah, as you say, Nads, the reason we're focusing on girls, it was the girls' guides. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Let's do the Mile High Club. And before we do the Mile High Club um, and talk about it, the Mile High Club, for anyone who doesn't understand... Oh, sorry, let me just quickly read Christos's comment. Hi, Christos. Societal, cultural, family values, not in all families, have been so blurred in the last years, and as a result, many behaviours have been sadly following that trajectory. Mm, For sure. Absolutely, for sure. Um, So the Mile High Club is the idea that you belong to this exclusive elite that's managed to have sex, or perhaps, you know, never know, a champagne hand bath, um, in the skies, you know, up in the clouds. And I think you said earlier today, 
there's a huge amount of pressure to feel that you ought to have done something at a certain point in your, you know, when you were a young adult and you sort of, not like, well, say, like you, pressure. Like you, put your condom on before you went out. Put your condom on before you get on board. Yeah, you don't know what sort of turbulence you're going to get. Um, so anyway, so this, you know, and it's, um, you know, is it an urban myth? Have any of you actually managed to have sex in the skies? Anyway, the, the reason for this story, we're going to talk about this yesterday. Have a look at this though, Nads. This, this will get you going. Oh, quick! Oh. No. He's in the shop. That was horrific. It's about that. But I hadn't locked the door open. Listen to it. He's, the, he's, he's really actually quite, he looks really embarrassed. The, well, because it's I tell you what got me most about that footage. I think we should have had a warning. Now. I think, the, well, it is, it's pixelated. But the thing that got me most about that footage is neither of them jump out of the position to... It makes me wonder if they'd done that on purpose. Do you think? I mean, why wasn't the door locked? Why was he making sounds like that? No, 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 but the the the, air, the, the attendants can do the unlock thing quickly. Ah. Yeah, they've they got the thing to just flick it or flick it down. Why did they open the door and that's a bit of a violation? That's interesting. Spinner's End, 77. Do you have the I right to I don't think it's a violation. Do you not? No. No. I don't. No, no I mean, I don't, but it's interesting that someone does. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I love that you've said that, though, because I hadn't even thought about that. So it's interesting. That's We love it when you disagree with us. Hang on, Edward Bevington. Makes... I've got to pop yours up. Look. <laughs> Take it off or go. We love it when you stop. disagree with us because it makes us think the other way. Is it a violation? Personally, I think not. You are not. There are there Can't are certain codes common. of dis decency behavior, public decency, right? There are laws against it, and if you don't know that that is indecent to do that, like if I'd been sitting right by that by that toilet hearing that, I would have felt sick. Mm, yeah. I, I don't want to hear it. I don't like, I like public displays of affection, cuddling, holding hands, but I don't want to see people snogging. I don't want to see people, that's for somewhere else. I, I feel really strongly about that. If that was our daughter, if our daughters were with us. Carla Hatcham, it's common. Loads of people do it. Um, Cheza Babes, I don't even like having a wee in flight. It stinks um, in there. Yeah, that's disgusting. Uh, and, and I tell you something else as well. You don't want to be in a certain compromising position and accidentally press the flush because you don't know what could be sucked out. Um, Dawny Harvey, horrible. there wasn't room to jump out. Oh, look at her thumbnail. Oh, thanks, oh, Dawny. Um, so... Why is this a thing? Apparently, there are there's a whole um, private jet flight company that that flies you up into the sky called the Mile High Club. They have beds in there, and you all have sex. I mean, in Las Vegas, you know, Hindus and Stagdus go up into the sky. And... But that is not the point, is it? The no, point is that covert. you've you've, sto you've stolen away, and you've done this. And I remember thinking, you know, from a late teen, from whenever I started having sex. Oh God! At some point, I've got to do this thing, and I try and have. 
That's interesting. Did you feel that as yes, a real thing? Because it was like mm, yeah, I think I because like when you're just trying to find your own sexuality and your and your and there's all this pressure, isn't it? That isn't there that you have to do yeah outside. Da, 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 you have to be exciting and interesting and risque. And mm. I was like, oh god, I really bloody don't want to. Unless you get home with pine cones in your knickers, you haven't had a good time. Mm. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mm. mean. I've had pine cones. In so, my did you, have you? You've never done it on a plane, have you? No, but you picked someone up on a plane. That's yes, what, yeah, that yes. Talked about and before. and I never realised I got uh, the. I was given the number by a Virgin Airways uh, flight attendant. They, they're not supposed to fraternise. I didn't realise it's an absolute no that they're not supposed to flirt oh. or, or have any. And that, but no, nothing ever happened on board a flight. But there was always the there was always someone in your group that claimed not only had they done it but they'd done it with remarkable kind of prowess. And, yeah, and I think a lot of times people are showing off. I'm just trying to see if, if I managed to do that where anyone can tell. Zoe me Agnew says, "Are people that bloody desperate?" Reese Roberts says, um, "It's desperate to show off and say that you're just like, oh, you're just so look, out there." Look, look Reese, also on an airplane, very pragmatic. Reese, uh, the risk is so great that any sense of disturbance has to be swooped on. Swoop down on for everyone's safety. So that that will be their reason for opening the door. Probably, what the hell is going on in there? Um, on Qatar Airlines, there are double beds in the cabin and business class with screens around them, aren't there? Really? Qatar Airlines. Qatar. Really? Qatar. Really? I bet, but I, I'm, Qatar. But you you're think, not even allowed to kiss in Qatar. I, don't I, don't think, less about I think sex. you might it's have misunderstood. About, no, no, no. But maybe that's about sleeping, is it? I, faith, I think faith, Goodman. I don't know. I think you misunderstood what the screen's for. It's definitely for sleeping for purposes, not for sex. How do you think? I mean, you could get arrested. You could land in Qatar and end up in prison. Really? I'm telling you, be wow. careful with that. Where? How is it again that I see? Because I want. I asked the question on my stories. I can't remember how you see. No, not there, Dan. Yeah. No, but it's not that story. No, 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 I know. You go along, uh, and then. No, it's all right. I, I did all that. No, all right. uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> it just took ages, yeah. and they're waiting. You carry on, and I'll see if I can find it. Um, okay, well, that, that's kind of it. Um, in terms of so, guys, what should have happened to them? They landed in Ibiza, um, and there was no talk about whether anyone was arrested. But I suppose again, if it's happening privately in a bathroom, I mean, do you have to have some kind of bylaw or rule saying more than one person is not allowed in in a in a cubicle? So, but you're not allowed. I mean, there is the actual look. But I suppose if you're across countries, it wouldn't be like if you're midair. Our laws here about public decency yeah. wouldn't be valid. But there surely will, there's laws. Yeah, no, of there, the there, air. there will be yeah laws of the air. Of course, there are <laughs> air laws for air sake, laws. You know. Oh, yeah. I can't find it. If anyone left yeah, me their no. story on, on someone Facebook. somewhere, oh, the romance of a chemical toilet. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, let's have a look at the so, dating. The dating. So moves on nicely, I think, from yeah, sex in the airways. Woman's um, sick of dating. Oh God, isn't she beautiful? So no, this this woman was as out with her friends. Oh God, of course she has to look like a blooming supermodel. I was about to say suddenly, immediately, isn't it terrible how one be beautiful privilege is it pretty privilege? I just suddenly go, she can't have problems with dating. Well, that's totally ridiculous. No, no, like, no, no, like, I like a friend of mine was saying the other day. She is her. She's new on apps. She's 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 very young actually. She's um. She's somebody that works at the studios and she was saying that she'd gone on to this app and she was looking at all the guys and they were all like just so like like hardly bothered, like lying down, taking and so she thought she would just have a look and see what all the girls' profiles are. She goes, Every one of them was 
gorgeous, had made the effort, mm. was like full power. Mm. She, it was just shocking the difference. So this woman had been sat with her friends and she said, oh my God, I would rather, she had real trouble in New York, getting a good date, finding anybody nice. Is it in New York where there's so many more women than men? No, absolutely. So amazing. she said, I'd rather hold up a placard advertising myself than go on a dating app. So she did. And she got this placard. Look, there she is. Woman sick of dating. What did it say on it? I can't mm. remember what it actually said on it. Looking for a husband, was it? Looking for a husband. Yeah. She didn't want to waste her time on dating apps and all these people looking. So she got lots of like attention and lots of people. I mean, I admire her, her courage because of course I would immediately think because I live in a place of fear too much, I suppose, I'm going to get a bloody weirdo. But there's plenty of other people that are looking. Oh, look, this guy carried her off. Mm. <laughs> um, but anyway, she's seeing someone now. Yeah, she says it. She says she met someone through it. So Zoe. <laughs> Zoe, would you do this? Could you look, Zoe, I think you need to do it on your TikTok. Do it. Do maybe it. maybe we should uh, we should do that with you, Zoe, and have this whole load of security. Well, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking perhaps it would be good for the channel, for, for our followers, if we split up and then dated. So they could so we could actually find out what it's like. I think we should go I have, back I would, out into the dating. I would rather market. stick hot needles in my eyes than go on a date. I think we should also try and join the Mile High Club. I mean, there's so many things we could do. What about lots of walking placards? Yeah, maybe we should. Maybe we should do. Can we go back to the markets where we're selling ourselves. Mm -hmm. But like you say, Clapham Common on this day at whatever, women come for nobody approach them unless they are a deep. Unless you've made an effort, you've brushed your teeth, you've got a clean shirt on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could give all these rules, and then yeah. just all these women walk around saying just one thing that they want. Sadie C, but weirdos. Weirdos. I met my husband on Dating Direct Online, says Chesser Babes. We've been together 14 years, oh. married for seven. Best thing we did. My husband says best £40 subscription oh. fee ever spent. And we do know lots of people that we have do. got together and have, have happy relationships on dating apps. So yeah. it is not all bad. As I always say, mm. how did we used to meet people at our age in clubs? Yeah. Well, what's the difference? Swingers, Who's in swingers a club? parties. Yeah. It's always get you find someone. Or the some difference is, is that you're so dispensable with a dating app because they can just keep... You can be on the date with them and they just think, mm, let's have a look. But I think the dating app thing, it's a little bit like because we can order takeaway and any food you want to come to the house, one has a more cursory attitude to food and a more cavalier and a more disposable approach to it. This is where I genuinely think the dating app problem creeps in for men and women mm. is there's the dismissibility factor is mm. it because it's become like shopping and online shopping and swiping it, it through no fault of anyone's own you know it's not necessarily your fault you're pushed into a position of looking at a menu of people i, I, I i've hard. said it before and i know it's boring and i know it's difficult and i couldn't have done it but i think if you look for dating apps where people are sober you're going to find a very different class of people mm. i honestly because if you're, because, it, you know, that wonderful guy that I love, I can't remember his name now, from um, the dating show, he said, just try. Just try as hard as you can. On your first few dates, don't drink. Mm. Don't drink. And if it's scary and if you feel vulnerable and if you like don't like stuff, you will shine through. Your actual self will shine through. And if somebody is brave enough to sit opposite, opposite you sober, they're going to have they're going to have more depth to them. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. they are. So if if it's failing, 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 look. For Go a to an AA day. meeting. <laughs> 
go to an AA meeting. Honestly, so many people what? meet in AA. So many what? people because do. what happens as well at an AA meeting is people are talking about themselves, so you get to find out about them. It's a, it's a terrible... I'm not suggesting for a minute you go to an <laughs> AA meeting to look for a potential partner, but I'm telling you now, I've, I know lots of people, you know, in the past who, who, who met through AA. Um, because they, you're having to be your true self, not pretend to be somebody you're not. The downside of that is I also know of two situations where recovering alcoholics met in AA and then relapsed together and it was yeah. a whole other heap of hell. I can tell you that. Um, I just want to quickly talk about Joe Biden. You don't even have to be somebody that was an alcoholic, just somebody that, that is sick and tired of the merry-go-round of being mm. pissed and like having a shit day. Mm. Steph Schultz, we're going to talk about My Mum, Your Dad tonight after episode three has gone out. Um, there's now, um, there's, there's the Sober Society Club, isn't there, where they've got that really nice mm. um, off-licence in town and they've oh, got yes. all sorts of events. They've got on loads of nights. Oh, yeah, it's in, it's in um, Covent Garden. It's the road, I think it's Endell Street, actually. Yeah. It's just, it's, Another yeah. place, you know, you might go once, see nobody. Not that might, I've been there. <laughs> but it, that might be a better place for people to meet people as well, certainly yeah. in London. Yeah, meeting in places like that, though, can be trauma bonding. Yeah, you're absolutely right, it can be trauma bonding. Okay, Joe Biden. Just I love a bit of trauma bonding. Joe, Joe Biden, question marks, quest, quest, question marks around Joe Biden's uh, mental state. He's sort of. Wouldn't it be nice to have one president where we don't do this yeah. the entire time? The Evening Standard has run a piece saying Joe Biden is no longer mentally well enough to be president. He and be I, president and I, I just thought, well, you know, we were all clamoring, weren't we, to prove that Trump was mad? And the, the jury's out on that still, obviously. We, well, in my <laughs> opinion, he is a complete and utter. Narcissist. Narcissist. Yeah. But this is, this is the most um, recent Joe Biden one. For, and uh, I see. I'm just following my orders here. His family. I have a game plan. He may have a game plan. He just hasn't shared it with me. But I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. Now, you can have empathy and sympathy for him as a man, empathy and sympathy for his family and him within his family. As soon as he's the president of the United States, like someone said the other day, we said it on Saturday Coffee Moaning Papers, some other Republican uh, Senate member um, said something like, the, the Senate is like the most privileged um, old people's home on the planet, and they're making these vital Who's decisions. Who's the other guy, the Republican, that keeps having episodes? Uh, Mitch McConnell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Faith Goodman, why did the USA like not like royalty. Kamala? It's, it's like weird. royalty, where you can't get rid of them. Is Kamala Harris in a room? And there is a point where yeah. you have to say, "I am." it's like when, you know, at a certain age, you have to say, I'm not quite safe enough to, to drive, drive this car. Exactly. And what you're doing is you're driving the world as mm. the president. You know, yeah. it is, it, you put the whole world in a precarious position when you don't, do not have the cognitive function to make the right mm decisions and i mean i'm afraid it's just all about power isn't it? nobody wants to i mean it's like the republicans are just going to support trump no matter what he does because it gets them back in power and it's just shame america me. america and is sleepwalking someone needs to be thinking a little one step ahead read the whole thing with trump because if they double down too hard and too fast with him they are literally going to usher him into office through him doing he's not able to campaign at all at all he's winning Hands down. He just whipped this. up enough hate for Capitol Hill mm. to be attacked. But even if he goes down for that, and, he could still win. And I, I just yeah. can't, just listening to this podcast again of the actual detail of all of what happened there and listening to him rabble-rousing 
and the blind faith of these people. Mm. And some of those people now that are serving very long sentences, mm. and I've listened to their interviews, and you think, you poor soul, because actually you had additional needs, you didn't know what you were doing, he completely manipulated you, and they're, they're in, some of them are in jail for 20 years. Mm. And to hear their, their their confessions and the mentors and thinking they were doing exactly what was right because that was sold to them. It made Tez, yeah, Kamala. I'm sure in America maybe you are getting that. We don't get any sense of Kamala Harris at all. Uh, Tez says Kamala does enough. How much more do you want from a VP? Okay, well that's that's good to hear. Um, the other, never, she never gets any press any here. Press here at all, we never her. see her. We never hear from her, yeah. do we? And we were so excited about her because what I would like to be feeling is that she could possibly yeah. take the reins. Sil Carney says, just to add context, that it was after he'd been travelling. Look, yeah, he's tired. He's old. But these are big questions. Though, should you have a tired? What if nuclear president. war possibility happens yeah. after his bedtime? And someone else says he's not running the country himself. He's not, but he, if the narrative you want to give to the world is this is our leader, I think it needs to be someone. But you've got Kim Jong-un and Putin hanging around meeting on a balcony, measure, measuring and comparing each other's missiles. They're, they're meeting on an island today to yeah. share weapons. Yeah. You know, it's extremely, the world is just so yeah. precarious. They're doing swapsies. Okay, we finally and finally. We need somebody that finally. can be woken up in the middle of the night if there's an emergency and be able to function. And, and finally, um, a window was left open on an apartment for four weeks and the pigeons did this in four weeks. Look at that. Ooh. Isn't that hideous? Quite the coop. Uh, horrific damage left by a group of pigeons who moved into an East London flat after the tenants left their patio door open. So don't leave your doors open, guys. Otherwise, pigeons will come in and do all that. So there you go. Is, Is that, that your- finally? Are you serious? Is that, is that what you That's mean, not heartwarming. No, That's horrible. Not. Okay. It's absolutely horrible. So we're now going to head off. We do not engage in any champagne hand baths. They sound agonizing. What you've learned today is don't do that. Also, don't put a condom on at the beginning of an evening. That won't work. It'll lead you nowhere. And don't believe anyone who says they've been part of the Mile High Club, apart from that, that couple there. Um, we've got a happy birthday. Is there anything else? Emily, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Emily. Happy birthday to you. And also, guys, don't forget if you want to join the family guest area, as I suggested on my stories, we've been going there for three years now, and we said we would never charge more than $1.99 a month, and we have kept our promise. And you get lots of lovely extra content there. Um, the Sunday show is, you know, a, a, a really nice, juicy bit of content. Mm. You mm. get cooking, you get book reviews, you get Maddie and Mark, which I think is just such a beautiful moment in the show. Well, not a moment, it's quite a chunk. It's, it's great. And, um, and the, in there. you get all sorts of stuff in there. Yeah. And it really is, it really is lovely. Because sometimes people say, oh, that thing that we're talking about, new people don't realise we have them family guest area as well yeah. and anyone that joins the family guest area you get your own lovely little welcome song from if us. it happens in a live like and, this and lots of people have made um have made their ringers haven't they their phone ringers, their ringers have they <laughs> but 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 yeah so if you join and then we don't know tell us here that you've just mm. newly joined and we'll sing you the song and also every 10 to 14 days or so 
it's, it's not a religious because just it, we can't give the guarantee, but uh, there will also be a members live where you get the chance to win cards and there's also photo caption competitions and all that kind of stuff. So load of cards are going out again. Hopefully you're, you're getting them all. And a pile um, of them there, Richard. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so that's... Also, just another thing. Quite often people say, oh, I didn't know you were live. So hit the subscribe button, but also hit the notification bell. That will notify you when we're going live. Sometimes it fucks up with YouTube. But... There are three settings. Sometimes, never, always. If you do always, you'll always get them. And oh. always check the community tab um, for updates too. It, you know, you'll get notified there. Sharon Pritchard never got her welcome song. We will sing you one right now, Sharon Pritchard. Sharon Pritchard, Sharon Pritchard, Sharon Pritchard. Welcome to the family. Guys, <laughs> lots and lots of love. Um, yep, we're going to be doing an update with Nanny Die very soon. We've got lots to tell you there. So, um, sending all our love to Nanny Die. And we are now going to press end and we're going to sit here like a couple of numpties just looking at you. <laughs>